0: Hey, it's Chell.
1: And Josh. And welcome Welcome to to the the Unstuck Unstuck Institute.
0: Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your
1: own business? The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Unstuckers, it only took us 13 episodes, but we thought, hey, why not do an episode about our namesake?" The Unstuck Institute is going to teach you how to get unstuck. I know. Genius thought, and we finally thought of it.
0: I mean, we all get stuck sometimes, but what can we do to get out of that rut, to move the needle just a wee bit, to roll that ball forward? and any other metaphors for not being stuck.
1: We're here to give you some practical tips to get unstuck. So let's not waste time because you got things to do.
0: So we've broken it down to three major things. The first, surround yourself with good people. Did you know that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with?
1: Absolutely. I've heard that a bunch on a lot of podcasts and now this podcast. So (laughs) that's good. You're welcome. (laughs) If you don't listen to other podcasts that have told you this, uh, we're here to help. But it's true, right? You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that can either build you up, it can bring you down, it can also bring you sideways in terms of like uh, what activities you like. So I found, for instance, when uh, I was in a theater company for like 10 years, and we were all – it was like through my 20s, and we were all – eating like er, young, early 20 year olds. And, and then we all started kind of eating better and being surrounded by people who are more motivated than me to eat better. I started eating better. Um, so that wasn't even like progress in terms of business sense, but that was building me up in a totally different way. And I wasn't planning on it. I didn't execute a plan for it. It's just like surrounded by people who, uh, constantly eat, You know, BS from Walgreens um, or people who are bringing salads to meetings and I just started eating better. I still eat worse than most of them, but (laughs) but I do eat better being surrounded by people who eat better.
0: I think that's a really good example. So maybe you didn't have like a legit support system or not one that you were super aware of at the time. But now looking back, I mean, you did have a support system of coworkers in that instance, but I mean, it could be family, it could be friends. Someone to be able to provide you with, whether it's conscious or subconscious positivity and motivation.
1: Oh, yeah. And my my wife is like, compared to me, a health freak and has had uh, the biggest influence on me in the seven years I've known her now. So.
0: <laughs> so for in using that example, if she wasn't someone who filled you with life, but rather kind of drained you of that, and you didn't feel like you were a better person with her, you probably wouldn't have married her. And I mean, I guess it's anything in life right so like if you weren't super keen with your job and it was sucking the life out of you maybe you'd leave or at least you'd have the notion that you'd want to leave you want the same thing with those you spend the most time with you want those people to fill you with energy and hey if they're smarter than you take note and be willing to learn
1: from them i've very intentionally uh, been surrounding myself with people i want to emulate in business anyway um And so like I joined this networking group where it's like the same people show up every week and that's been a big difference maker in my business for a lot of reasons, but one of which, which is kind of not what everyone gets into networking for, but partially what I got into networking for was to surround myself with like-minded business owner types that um, coming from the arts world, I was not really surrounded with.
0: So reaching out to people who are a few steps ahead, I've experienced this most recently at a conference that I went to and trying to use it as a networking experience, but also to just have a better understanding of what other dietitians are doing. Not everyone is seeing clients and recommending nutrition plans. Some people are just out there in the community, helping people become closer and develop a better relationship with food. So that kind of helped reassured me that there's other avenues to take and solidified that I am on a path that's going to be best for me. And if it's good for you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good for a million other people out there and vice versa. So I think sticking true to yourself and surrounding, again, just surrounding yourself with the people who can help build you up and your goals up is
1: super, super key. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Chell. You uh, keep moving around being an Air Force wife. Have you thought intentionally about who you're surrounding yourself with as you move to new cities and have to, you know, start all over and making your circle?
0: Yeah, totally. So I think it was a little bit slower in New Mexico because that was the first time I moved. Um, But even there, I only had one or two really close people, you being one of them, like business related um, that I could go to and then like one or two like close friends that I could go to. So yes, I think so. Here, um, it just so happens that it's a really big mill town in Pensacola. So it just so happens that majority of the people who I've surrounded myself with here are either former military and their spouses are still in, or they're former military and their spouses aren't in, or they are military. It's the weirdest thing. I never thought that that would be the case. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, making intentional friendships and intentional like business relationships I think is really important. Um, I would say maybe because I know I'm gonna move every 12 months I'm a little bit or 12 to 24 months I'm a little bit more apt to do it quickly not necessarily dive into a friendship or business relationship like head first 20 feet up but kind of getting a good idea or a good sense of who someone is and being more open with them sooner so that I can be a little bit more vulnerable, but also open myself up a little bit more. I've noticed helps to cultivate real relationships. And if they don't like you for who you are, or if you're not a good fit business-wise, it's cool. You had an awesome experience or you had an okay experience with them, but then you're able to move on. So yeah, I think it has. It's definitely changed my perspective of how I interact with people.
1: You know, Plus you're moving around so much and you know, you left me here in New Mexico, um, but we're still uh, friends. We're still, you still have community in other locations because of like internet and technology. And I
0: think that's so important too. I mean, staying in touch and fostering those relationships. So obviously, you and I met in person, yeah. right? But if you have people that you're meeting via Instagram or via online forums or something along those lines, make a real relationship with them. Like, take the time to, Email them if you can find their email address off of a social platform. Maybe make a time to just have a 20-minute call. Actually get to know that person. And if in the future you're in the same location at the same time based off of your businesses or just real life, make an effort to actually meet with them in person. So just because they are a virtual friend or mentor doesn't mean that you shouldn't truly foster that relationship. And I think that's super key.
1: So the other thing I thought about too uh, only recently was that when I had decided that I was going to start my own business uh which was something very different from working in theater um I started surrounding myself with people in forms of books I was reading and podcasts I was listening to and especially I like, get both for very different reasons but like podcasts because you're kind of a fly on the wall to a conversation in a lot of formats of podcasts. It kind of feels like in a lot of ways, I surrounded myself with people that were smarter than me, even though I don't have a necessarily like a relationship with them. They don't know who I am. Um, I'm still being inundated with these thoughts and these ideas constantly, uh, what I call windshield university. Cause that's where I listen to my podcasts is while driving around town, going from office to home to office, fixing computers. I listen to podcasts. So I've thought like, you know, if I have to think about the five people I spend the most time with, like if I put podcasts into one category as a a one person is a podcast, like that's definitely one person I spend the most time with.
0: (laughs) That's wild. So when you were first starting and probably even now, that's one action step that you're taking every day, right?
1: Yeah. So like Patrick said in our interview with him in episode six, he he starts every day with positive affirmations, and I feel like, you know, that slowly over time changes your brain uh, in a similar way that just like listening to a podcast makes you more apt to go that direction. So right about the time I started my business was... Uh, also the time I started listening to podcasts and I very intentionally found tech news podcasts. Cause I was like, if I'm going to be an it guy, I'm going to want to listen to these things and know about these things. And then that kind of just led to other business podcasts. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be a business owner, I'm going to want to know about business. And so I very intentionally surrounded my podcast listening self with these people who are smarter than me. Uh, and that that's very much influenced who I am and very much influenced even the idea to start the Unstuck Institute because now I'm full of like all these ideas and stuff from living it for five years now.
0: (laughs) I think it's super important. So recently I went to a conference and my goal was to network. So reaching out to people who are just a couple of steps ahead of me. So I met some really awesome culinary dietitians who are doing a variety of different things. And it helped solidify for me that Being a dietitian doesn't mean that you have to work with a client and that you have to get them from point A to point B, help them lose weight, X, Y, Z. It was great to be able to reaffirm that I'm doing what I'm doing and it's my path, it's my track, and there can be other people around me to support me and lead me towards achieving my goals. So it's also going to be really important to nurture the relationships that I built. And that's, I'm recognizing is going to be really important as well. So continuing to reach out to the people that I met with, not just take their business cards, leave it in my drawer for some long amount of time and never reach out, but actually reach out, maybe schedule a phone call just to stay in touch or email questions often, but using them as a mentor can be really helpful. If you meet people online via social media, you can do this as well, but make sure you find their direct contact information. So even if it's just an email address, shift that conversation off of social media so that you can actually build and foster that relationship with them beyond the Instagram platform or whatever platform you're using.
1: Yeah, and, and then for you, that's with you moving around bopping all over the country, you're meeting people, but then you're going to have less uh, in-person FaceTime. But of course, we're on digital FaceTime right now. So look at that. Power of technology. Hey yo. But yeah, that's very important to to keep your your network engaged and uh nurtured and so that you don't just pop out of the blue and they go, Who is this person? or why does this person want something from me? It's more like, oh it's Chell. Hey Chell. What do you (laughs) need? Right? Exactly. Yeah. That reminds me, Jordan Harbinger of the Jordan Harbinger show. It's a podcast I listen to. Um, he's got a course, a free course online all about building your network and engaging your network and keeping them nurtured, uh, which is very cool and quick and easy and free. I've been through it. Uh, so I'd recommend it if, if you're like, how do I keep in contact with all these people? Like Chella is saying, Um, shameless free plug to him and his little course because it's great all right cool so you know full transparency here we had intended to go through more bullet points than that today but we're trying out this conversational format we're interested to see what you think of that Uh, and because the conversation's go places and take a little longer. Uh, I think we're going to split this up. So today was your first tip on how to get unstuck. Next week, we'll be back with our second tip. And probably the week after that, we'll be back with our third tip. We're editing on the fly here. It's going to work out just fine. Remember, our first episode, Ready is a Lie. Here's the proof and action of that.
0: So we'll be back next week with part two of How to Get Unstuck. Website and show notes are going to be at www.unstuck.institute.
1: Hey, what do you do when you get stuck? Tell us your unstuck stories on Instagram at unstuck.institute and always use the hashtag unstuckyourself.
0: You know what helps out brand new podcasts? Reviews, reviews on iTunes, all of the reviews. For instructions on how to leave a review, go to our website unstuck.institute.
1: We'll talk to you next week when we'll be talking about part two of how to get unstuck, which is taking tiny actions every single day.
0: The first step in getting somewhere is to decide that you're not going to stay where you are. J.P. Morgan.